Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage Podcast. And I'm Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla Morton. And this is a, a sort of a special podcast because this will be our 52nd podcast since we started doing this. So one podcast for a year. Yes. So anniversary. Happy anniversary. To the podcast part of our ministry. Yeah. So, to be honest, I don't know that when we started out doing this, this was anything we had ever would have thought of doing was a podcast. Yeah. And uh, and it has been fun, and I hope that it's been a blessing to people. We hope yeah. that it encourages and challenges and can give people hope. And so what we thought is we really give celebrate. thanks to God and yeah. celebrate doing this for a year. We would sort of focus on, okay, we've been married almost 40 years now. Yes, coming up, we're rolling toward it. I know, which in the one place sounds <sighs> kind of crazy. And it kind of sounds old, and we don't feel old, and we don't feel like that at all. But it's, yeah, but it is a milestone. Let's think of it as experienced. Yeah, it's kind of like that birthday banner they gave me. I won't say what birthday it was, but the birthday that banner that said, you're 18... With a lot of years of experience. Yeah, a lot of years of experience, okay. but they put the number in there. That was pretty cute. So we'll think of it that way. And so what we thought we would do is, what do we think? If somebody asked us, hey, what do you think are those bedrock principles, sort of the key foundations for what Christian marriage is supposed to be about? I mean, there's a whole lot of different things we can talk about, and we have talked about them over the last yeah. 51 podcasts that we did. You know, you talk about communication, talk about how you love each other, how to deal with conflict. Uh, we've talked about sex. We talked about a lot of different things, and those are important. But if I was going to give somebody what I thought were the four pillars, I think it would be these four that we're going to talk about tonight. And so let's just jump into it, and let's talk about the first one. I know this is one that, that you initially put down, and I, I did agree with you. Thank you. And that is know the why. Understand the why. Yep. So what more would you want to say about that to somebody? Well, I think, again, it is absolute paramount for believers. And again, we are focusing this kind of on believers because this is this is slightly different if you're not. This All of these things may not quite apply what we're going well, to say tonight. But I do tonight. think, here's the truth. I think... God's truth is truth, whether we acknowledge it or not. True, and correct. God designed marriage for a purpose he and did. a reason. But I, obviously for believers who line up their lives with that, they definitely want to know this. And it is the idea that you, we understand what God's intention is and was when he created marriage. And within that one pillar is the idea, it's a sort of a twofold thing. One is the idea that in the beginning, God created marriage. It's God's idea. He set it up. He designed it. He knows how it's going to work best. So when we will lean into his truth, we can experience, not in a perfect way, because we live in a fallen world. And after the fall, we know that our relationship with God was destroyed. And so were all of our 
horizontal relationships, i.e. marriage, a number one. And so we live in that. But as believers, we live on the other side of the cross and we can experience understanding what God intended marriage to be. So I think that is one of the, the key things is that understand from scripture what God intends the marriage to be about and for. And we're going di- to dig into a few of those other things. But that's one that we sort of get to recoup, if you would, to experience what God's plan was. Okay, so we know that you can go back and listen to a whole podcast on just the understanding and knowing the why. But out of that, if you could come up with two quick principles under that. Under that one yeah, thing. Yeah, under that one thing about understanding the why. What do you think are the things that probably can make the biggest difference in how we look and view marriage? I think for believers, we have got to realize that probably the marriage relationship is the most significant outside of your relationship with Jesus. It is the most important, significant human relationship you will ever have. And God is going to use that to absolutely do a work in your life as a believer. He is going to do that sanctifying work, which I wish it wasn't that way all the time. I like to talk about to Jesus about this when I get there. It's hard. But merit, and and some people say, well, we shouldn't use the words hard. I'm going to use the word hard. Challenging. I I think it was hard. And I think God wants to teach us things about ourselves, about our sin nature, about our selfishness, about our immaturity, about so many things. And guess what? The marriage does that. But also not just the sort of the things we don't do, but it's a it's the place to teach us how to love. Oh, absolutely. Like no other place. I mean, you can quote fake loving people and being kind and appropriately, you know, in society, society with people, but man, loving somebody that sees everything, yeah, you that see day everything, in and day out hard. So the why is man, God created to be good. We're a compliment to one another. We, he wants us to, to meld us, melt us together, so to speak in a way that we are stronger together than apart but he also wants us to get that he, marriage will be used to do a spiritual work in our lives. And, and a counterpart to that, sort of another aspect, and, and Paul gets to that, that whole mystery of marriage aspect, is that marriage is designed to really be a sort of this open book of what the gospel is. It is designed that people can look at a Christian marriage and see something about God's relationship and love to his people. Which is hard. And that is a challenge, and that raises marriage to a much higher level than I think a lot of people keep Even believers sometimes. even believers. So I would say absolutely understanding the why of marriage. Yeah, and if you understand the why, you can learn all the hows, and that's communication tools and learning how to deal with conflict in a healthy way and all those other things. But it begins with understanding the why. What was God doing when he created this incredible relationship of marriage? So that's number one. Uh, number two, and that I think that you have to understand, is that you've got to pursue Christ. That 
Jeremiah says, hey, it's when you pursue God with your whole heart that you're going to find him and know him. And that is really the ultimate basis for our relationship, even in marriage. And we talk about that. We talk about that concept of spiritual maturity, but it's all based on you and me, each individually pursuing Jesus. I mean, even Jesus referred to that in Matthew. He said, hey, seek first the kingdom of God, then everything else, and that includes our marriages, will follow after that. And, you know, one of the things that God's been really dealing with me is so many times how I go to scripture and I do study sometimes I'm looking for an answer to something. I'm preparing for a seminar we're doing or a blog we're writing or something like that. And how important it is for me to go to scripture because I want to know God. I want to know Jesus. Yeah. And if I'm pursuing him and putting him first in everything, man, ultimately that is what's going to get me to the marriage that I want. Because as I pursue Christ is how he transforms my character, going about that sanctification. But it's also because that's what God created us for was to know him. Yeah. And knowing each other in the most intimate way, which only the marriage relationship provides is a imperfect picture of and a foretaste of what we will ultimately have when we see him face to face, but also what he wants us to have now. And like you said, it's it's an a it's an overflow into our marriages from that. Yeah. And we've talked before about, hey, if I, if I want to be able to meet your needs, my wife's needs, it only comes as I pursue Christ to meet those needs that only he can meet. And it's if that overflow that I can love you and honor you and serve you the way that you deserve to be loved and honored and served. I like that. I know you would. Um, so we talked about, hey, knowing the why, one of the foundations, one of the pillars, whatever you want to call it, talked about, hey, pursue Christ first of all. Yeah. That that relationship is the most important one you have. It's ahead of your job. It's ahead of your wife. It's ahead of even being a parent because it's we pursue Christ that we can do those other things excellently. Uh, let's look at number three. And this is one that, and I don't know that I often hear when I've, I, you know, I've done looking online and study a lot of this stuff and you hear people talk about all sorts. I think from four to five to 12 pillars, 12 pillars would be a really, really big building. Big here. house. Okay. But I love the verse, and, and it's we hear all the time the Ephesians passage that Paul, and it jumps into, you know, the whole thing about husbands and wives. But I love Ephesians 5.21, where it says, Hey, submit yourselves one to another out of reverence, out of fear for Christ. And I love the idea that when you look at it and we study that idea of submission, it means honoring the other person is more important than you are. It's that whole idea of giving deference to them is almost sort of like Peter talked about where the treat your wives is a more valuable vessel. Yes, I like that too. But in this case, it's a mutual thing. Yeah. Is it saying and giving greater honor to your spouse? And it, this he's talking to the, everybody in the body, but so it also applies to the marriage relationship. I mean, if I am constantly putting you in the place where I want to honor you, I don't want to put your needs ahead of my needs and your desires ahead of mine, and you get both partners doing that. Trying to out-honor one another. Yeah, what an incredible 
relationship you could have yeah. if you do that. Instead of always looking and, you know, like How you said before, me? yeah, oh, it exposes our selfishness, marriage does, my pride, all of those things. And just that idea of submitting yourselves one to another is just such a beautiful picture of, of the relationship that God's called us to have. Uh, and that brings us, I guess, to really the final one. And then we're going to sort of talk a little bit more about all of these. And that is to really, hey, celebrate the differences. Huh? Huh? What does that mean? Huh? Well, I think I got stuck on pillar number four. I didn't know it was a pillar. I didn't have it as a pillar 20 years ago, 25 years ago. But for me, for some reason, this was really hard. I mean, it wasn't like I under didn't understand that there were huge differences between male and females, but somehow, some way in my brain, I still kept wanting to make you like me. And instead of seeing the differences as something that we might complement one another, I kept seeing your differences as deficits. And I don't know if... I'm the only one on the planet struggling with that or that struggle with that. I sort of think no, because I think we we innately in our selfish nature think my way is right. So if I think this way, if I feel yeah, this way. Yeah, that you're the gold standard yeah, of how it should I be. If I do it this way, if I do order my life like this, my thinking, the way I engage, interact, and you do it totally opposite, then if I'm right, then I, I must that be wrong. Makes you wrong, and I mean, I kind of think I got stuck on that merry-go-round, and I could not, I could not embrace that differences should be celebrated. Yeah, we are different by design. I love that. that. It's not a mistake. God designed us, and you mentioned in one aspect that. The idea of, you know, personality and temperament and that, you know, as you do, you see things very clearly and yes. it seems to be the right way. Yes. And you mentioned the idea, hey, there's so many differences in us. We have the gender differences. And I know we live in a culture today that wants to say there is no difference right. in genders. Right, they don't genders. even know what a gender is. And I'm sorry, but that is totally opposite of what scripture says. God says, I designed them, created them in my image, male and female. He created us. And so there's a difference. We know we talked about that before, not just physical, but the way our brains work, what our needs are, all of that. And instead of fighting against it, celebrate it. There's differences in our personalities and our temperaments. There's differences in our spiritual gifts. There's differences in just our strengths and weaknesses. And instead of fighting against that, understand God designed us that way on purpose, that each of us individually images God in a way that nobody else does. And then when you bring these two individuals together in the relationship of marriage, man, God does something even more incredible in making the two one. And it's this idea, if you can celebrate those differences and not see it as an irritation. And that's that's a challenge. It's that a big is a challenge. challenge and, and that's where learning to see things the way that God sees them. And, and that goes through understanding the why and pursuing Christ, all of those. Man, if you can understand that and 
and you learn as a couple to really lean into each other's strengths yeah and that balance and that you create something that is this one is much greater than the two can be i wish i could convey and i don't know that i can how incredibly powerful that mindset is one understanding what god's purpose is in marriage and understanding that there are places that it will be a rub mm. and it's supposed to be because it's taken off the yucky stuff. Yeah. It goes all to what Gary Thomas talked about that. What if God's greater desire was not to make you happy, but to make us holy. And that's, marriage. that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Cause we honestly want to say, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. I'm not going to worry about the rest, but I think also the idea of if you're struggling, thinking, man, they're so different. They're so not me. They're so strange. They do things unusual, backwards, not right. I don't understand them. What's wrong with them? I don't get it. I mean, why can't they do like I want them to, man? But if you can allow God to free you to begin to see and celebrate the differences and have your eyes open to that and what you have, not what you don't, man, it is an absolutely beautiful place to be able to walk and live. That's a game changer. It is a game changer because you begin to just enjoy it. I'm not so certain there's a whole lot of joy or enjoyment when you're trying to constantly change the other person, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's ultimately I, frustrating because that's not your job. Yeah, and it usually doesn't work out, and you put so much energy into it. You know, is you know, we are looking from a different position. We're looking backward, and you know, we often think, man, if we were starting out, what are the things we wish we had really understood and known? when we started out. And, you know, if you had to pin me down, these are the four things I think I would say, man, just understanding what God's design and his plan for marriage was, man, there's a lot of facets to it, but understanding those two big ones, man, we are a picture of the gospel, a picture of God's relationship to his people. And that marriage is one of the primary vehicles that God uses to transform us into the image of Christ. Yeah, I think if somebody had looked at me, now again, I realize hindsight's twenty twenty, and sometimes we can speak truth to someone and they do not accept it. So maybe I would have said, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, said, look, God's going to do a lot in your marriage, and it will not always be easy. There will be places that God will want to be doing something in your lives because you belong to him, and he cares a lot about removing what is the dead, yucky stuff. And you know what? He's going to use Johnny. Mm. And it's going to feel not so great at times. But also, Johnny is okay in the fact that God made him the way he made him. Yeah, there are things that God's going to do in Johnny's life, but you're not to remodel or remake him, which I attempted to do. And man, I think some of that, had someone said that to me, maybe it would have landed somewhere in my pea brain and started to sprout instead of me spinning my wheels for a lot of years um, 
and missing what again that the beauty in in, in those in celebrating those differences. So as I look back over forty, oh, we're not quite there. Much, we yeah, but say you're, that we're yet. basically there. We're well, in the I mean, four, we're in the fortieth year. Okay. You know, I would. You know, sometimes you know, oh, I'd like to do it. Well, I don't know that no. I would like to do it all over again. There was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of hard things, and some of those were hard things that were just living Life. in a fallen world, yeah. and others of them were hard things that were of our own making. Yeah, and a lot of those grew because we didn't really totally understand what God was Up doing to. in marriage. Yeah. We didn't understand it. And there's probably a lot of times that we actually fought against him and what he was trying to do and what he was trying to create in us individually and creating us together as a couple. And I wish I'd known him, but it's been a journey. And we talk about that a lot. And it's also, it's just been a journey of revelation as to what God's doing. And our heart is we walk through this marriage journey with you. Is that, man, if you would begin to see a glimpse of what God wants to do in your marriage. And as we said before, you know, there's all sorts of tools. There's, you know, different ways to learn how to communicate better and, you know, learn how to love better and to be a better servant and all of those But I think if you understand these four principles, man, understanding the why, man, focus on pursuing Christ and building the foundation of your marriage on him. Man, of learning that idea of serving and submitting to one another in just this incredible love relationship. And finally, understanding that, God, if your your spouse is different because God designed them to be that way. And he's going to use those differences in each of you to create something much, much greater than you can ever imagine. And I really believe that, man, if you can learn to understand these principles, man, you can begin to see the work that God has done in your marriage and the work that he wants to continue to do in your marriage. And man, you can celebrate it. Even those times that are challenging and difficult and hard, and you want to say, why God? Man, that you can learn to really trust and rest in him and in his truth about marriage. Do you want me to say amen there? Amen. Okay. Uh, Guys, again, we are thankful that you take time to listen to us and we really do we would love to hear from you we'd love to hear from you and our ask sort of is um share it with somebody send it to one person um tell them to check it out that would be awesome on this one year kind of anniversary um 52 they're 52 episodes so hopefully they can find something they like. Yeah. And we've got lots of other thoughts of things as we move into our second year that we want to cover. And just we sort of scratched the surface because there's lots. Because as you said, marriage is a journey. Everybody's at a different place. And there's all kind of things to explore and continue to forge ahead in. So with that, I'll just say, hey, thank you for being part of this journey with us. And as always, keep on forging.